Got world. so many strongest soldiers, so it's never over Even if you need someone to hold you to keep your composure Even on the days you're moving slower and can't seem to focus You were meant for greatness and you know it, you just gotta show it Know you question life a couple times, but it's okay, you growing Know you gotta read between the lines, but it's okay, you on it Know you got some people in your life that's gonna make you want it Know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes All you ever do is smile, cause they make you worth it Already know this life ain't perfect, but you gotta work it Welcome, kings and queens, to One Sick Bee. I am your host, Brandy, certified One Sick Bee. Here at One Sick Bee, we don't cry, we thrive. We don't whine, we whine. Shout out to Black Girl Magic Moscato Wines. Uh, here, the definition of One Sick Bee is a strong individual that faces unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at you without warning, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. Today, I was blessed with a creative, beautiful queen named Sala. Sala is a neuromyelitis NMO warrior. Hello, Sala. Welcome to One Sick Bee Queen. Hi, so happy to be here. Thank you. Okay, Sala, so we are dealing with, I call it negative COVID-19, even though it has brought out some uh, positive things with people's life. How has COVID-19 treated you these last past two years? Because clearly we're on year one on year three. Well, um, it's, you know, hasn't treated me very well. Um, (laughs) Uh, it's funny during the height of it I was actually I'm from Michigan and I was getting a job in California I had worked in California for a couple years prior um but um had a bunch of health concerns had to come back home um and then I was going there and I had a job for about three weeks and I got laid off on my birthday so I'm sorry about that, that. That's kind of my personal COVID story. And then, of course, um, like my dad and stepmom have gotten COVID, but have recovered from it, like, thankfully. So, you know, yeah, that's a blessing. not positive. And one thing that I've also noticed that's really interesting is that work from home is has become such a big thing. Whereas like when we, when sick people ask for work from home, like we get denied. And it's like, so definitely. now y'all, oh, y'all definitely. everything. It's so like interesting. Fine. <laughs> that's when what y'all needed it. Yes. <laughs> when y'all needed it, fine. Yes. So like, now it conveniently can happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you because I was working the job and I was asking them to work from home. Uh, and I had seen other people in the department working from home and they mm-hmm. denied me. But as soon as my doctor wrote that I had to be excused from work from COVID right before it hit, because she kind of informed me before, it seemed like they had to jump, jump to jump hoop. They did it then, you know, right? Mm-hmm. they had to do it then. And then, then all the whole office went home like a couple of weeks later. That's how bad it was. Right. <laughs> so, you know, they kind of took, I think, it for Joker, they take our our ENR uh, autoimmune disease kind of lightly because they don't have to deal with it. Uh, Sala is an animal warrior. She's very creative. I love her makeup, her creativity, her uh, design. But today, let's start with, can you tell us first when you got diagnosed and when, if and when you got diagnosed, if you had noticed symptoms prior to diagnosis? Right, definitely. So um, my chief complaint is that like around December 2019, my Mm -hmm. left eye like just like kind of went out. 
like it's not like a darkness it's kind of like a lightness but you can't really see anything so um I had gone to the doctor after that and they didn't know what was going on they were like did you get into a car accident and I'm like no <laughs> like what is actually happening and I said okay well it looks like you have kind of like a pale nerve back there like we'll refer you to a neuro-ophthalmologist and then like go from there and um after that like no one had followed up with me and this was in the middle of so like that December um it was when I lost and then that March is when like I had to get my new job fly out there and then to get laid off so <laughs> I eventually got referred to a neuro-ophthalmologist and I didn't see them until all the way until November because there was a lot going on I was also hospitalized for mental health concerns in like uh June so it was just a lot going on <laughs> that year for me so like finally seeing a neuro-ophthalmologist in November they ran about 14 different tests on me, like different autoimmune disorders. And one of them was NMO. So like, I'm literally getting like 14 vials of blood taken out of me at once just to get all these tests done Definitely. for this new doctor. And I finally get like all my results back and everything, but the NMO test didn't populate correctly. So first of all, um, they got it done at the Mayo Clinic, which that automatically should flag in their system. Like this is an important test you need to look Definitely. at. And also the results said C results instead of like positive. And it also didn't populate towards the top of the page. Like it usually does when a new test right. comes up. Right. So for all of these reasons, and I think there's another one, like my doctor missed it. She was like, oh, all your tests are coming back negative. Like, what's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, OK, what about the NMO test, though? And she's like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> so like she felt really bad. And she's like, I haven't made a mistake like this in my entire career. Like, you know, she felt really bad. But I 100 percent saw how she made a mistake, just how it wasn't populated in the system. I guess you understand so, like, yeah, as yeah. long as you as yeah. the patient understand it, because I'm not saying that medical professionals don't make mistakes, but for her right. to, number one, address it, and for you to understand it is a, that shows a lot about her. Right, yeah, she, she's very good, she's very kind too, so, um, so that's when I finally got, like, diagnosed, and I was like, okay, this is what's happening, <laughs> but, um, symptoms before, it's kind of like, it seems like it's always been there, like with nausea and vomiting. Like I was just throwing up in high school, just like a lot. And like, I thought it was like more anxiety, but like, it, it was definitely like NMO like cause and just like, like a bunch of other things. It's just like, yeah, that's the NMO coming through. <laughs> mm. so, so being diagnosed, um, one of your, your three I always ask people, what are the three things that keep them driving and moving? And she, you said connection with your family. How did your family, your friends and connection with loved ones, how did uh, your diagnosis, how did that come into play? What was their response? Thankfully, I have a really good support system. So I didn't really have a lot of worries on that front. Like uh, my mom's been taking care of me for a while and I've just been living with her and it's been great because she's just she's my best friend honestly like because she's one of my best friends so it's good to Understand. be with someone that really understands you and can really help you out like from that perspective so she's yeah. just been my rock and been amazing that's amazing feeling that's mm -hmm. amazing feeling um we battle autoimmune diseases and 
mental health is one of the things that naturally anybody living on earth right now has to deal with battling mental health. I don't care if you have 100% healthy life and you have money flowing, there is always something that can trigger your mental health. And for you to have inner mold, and then you said when you were younger, kind of battling other mental health issues, do you mind going into those other mental health issues? Yeah, definitely. Um, so and I like just want to thank health. you before you say this, before everybody okay. hears this, I just want to thank you for opening up about uh, your mental health issues, because I don't think we congratulate or give gratitude to those who are willing to speak up on something that can really trigger their life. And it takes a strong person to be able to speak up and say, this is a part of me and not fear ridicule or nothing. So I appreciate you being able to talk about that on my podcast. I appreciate that personally. Thank you. Yeah, I just think it's so important because for every one person that's going to say something, there's hundreds who won't. So like people need to hear positive stories of people who have mental illness concerns and like be like, you're going to be okay. Like you have to do things a little differently. You might have to find your own way, but you're going to be okay. But basically um, my mental health concerns basically started like most people in their early 20s, like I was going through college, just having a lot of tumultuous relationships and just, uh, it was just a lot. So um, I had actually done what you're not supposed to do is I started taking someone else's medication first, where I was just like, okay, I want to try something, which is, you know, not recommended because All as right. soon as I went to the doctor, they prescribed me with something anyway. So just go to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, um, yeah, I got prescribed with something and I was just feeling like a lot of depression and anxiety. And then in my early 20s, when I was in California, um, I started experiencing mania for the first time and having uh, manic episodes. So that's when my diagnosis switched from being like just depression and anxiety to bipolar. And then further from that, after I was hospitalized, I got re-diagnosed with schizoaffective bipolar disorder, which um, basically means that like, even when I'm not manic or not depressive, like I can still have symptoms, like even when I'm okay, versus when you're just bipolar, you'll only have symptoms when you're feeling like mania or depression. So like, that's kind of like how I've interpreted it. And it's just, it's really, it's interesting it's kind of like you have to babysit yourself in a way. <laughs> like you have to make sure, okay, not doing this to be manic, not doing this to be depressive. So it's just been kind of interesting to manage. And, you know, I've been going to therapy, of course. Therapy has been extremely helpful. I recommend that for literally everyone because this world, it's it's too much. You really need somebody. Yeah. It's really too much. So that's kind of like what I've been going with. And I've been on um, medications Thankfully, um, at the end of last year, I was put on uh, another medication, antipsychotic, because in 2021, I was having like a lot of like suicidal ideations and like a lot of suicidal thoughts. And it was just really bad. It just got really bad. So then I finally reached out to my psychiatrist and got another medication and that literally fixed the problem. Knocked it out. Yeah, so I've been actually creating some art about it. I've been creating some art about it. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. (laughs) She is phenomenal and very creative. Uh, Like I said, this was the reason why I reached out to her. I had 
just skimming through Instagram and I'm not sure if she was friends with somebody follow it doesn't even matter but I got on her page and her creativity far as her photography far as uh, makeup designs making uh, like the road or the world on her face just very creative and I also want to I want you to speak on your creativity and I also have a question uh, battling uh, mental health and I do know somebody who has mental health and I noticed that their creativity sometimes is affected when they're on medication. Uh, mm. The person is phenomenal, phenomenally creative. But uh, I believe that sometimes when they're on medication that they feel like there's some of their creativity is lost uh, with that. Mm-hmm. I, I, wanna, if you, if, I don't know if you've ever experienced that or if you have any uh, advice that I could give them on what to do with that because they feel as if their creativity is lost being on medication so they're more manic um more, have more manic episodes so i don't know if there's any advice right. you could give me as well when you please start with your creativity and then you can flow into that or you can start yeah. whichever one i kind of double-handed the question <laughs> no you're totally fine i i want to start with the advice definitely i would say talk to your provider talk to your provider about doing another medication because there's always something else out there. There's usually something else out there, especially with mental health. Like rare diseases, it's a little harder. We you know, don't have access to the Lyme medications with that, but mental health, we have a lot of things out there right now. Yeah. So talk to your doctor, talk about how you're feeling because they have a lot of solutions. They just need to know what the problem is. So that's would be my advice. But I haven't really noticed anything with regard to creativity, except for when I was on well, that was like more sedating. Like there's one drug that I really hate, Seroquel, because it was like way too sedating for me. I just, yeah. it was just way too much. So I finally got off of that and I was very happy about that. But it works for somebody, it works for some people, just not me. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really down. like, it's like shoes with medication. Like you just got to pick the ones that fit and the ones that you like, like. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about this creativity, this uh, artwork, <laughs> this makeup, these photography, and honey, I'm gonna allow her in a minute to give out her um, information and go check out some of these phenomenal fly as heck photos and this makeup, baby. I told her <laughs> for her not to be able to see y'all. I'm trying to tell you she can put on makeup for a, a blind person to do a blind quote unquote partial blind person to put on makeup baby she can't <laughs> see and she does makeup better than me and I kind of have both eyes at times <laughs> yeah it's very interesting I think that it really helps that I started to do makeup before I lost my eyesight like I had a creative um makeup class in college like a creative stage makeup class and that's kind of where I learned a lot of techniques, even though I kind of forget about that class that happened. Like I didn't even make that correlation when I started doing creative makeup until later. I was like, oh wait, I've already done this. <laughs> I just did it in a class setting. So I wasn't okay. really thinking about it, like outside in that way. But yeah, I've been um, doing creative makeup for about two years, I think next month or this month on Instagram. And I just really love it. I really love abstraction and colors and shape. And I like to use a lot of that in my makeup. And I just think that makeup is really, it's really personal. Like I really want everyone to be able to get into creative makeup. Cause I think that everyone, 
I don't know. I think that everyone wants to have fun in some ways. I think that's a really good way to have fun. It's really personal and I just love it. And there, there are just so many girls, so many people doing it out there. I'm just like so excited to be a part of the community. Yeah. And that's also how she advocates. Let's, let's talk about your advocating for NMRL, <laughs> the ways that you advocate. Go ahead. Yes. Um, I've just been documenting my story. I have my um, chronically.sala page, S-A-L-A, <clears throat> where I kind of like go into more detail about like treatments and like what all I've been experiencing. And I've been like kind of trying to combine that with my makeup in some ways. So yeah more and more tuned for that but I did um a makeup look for rare disease day last year and I reposted this year so next year I need to come harder with my rare disease day <laughs> makeup okay. look. so be excited for that <laughs> yes that's exciting <laughs> what advice do you have somebody who's just being newly diagnosed because mm. NMO is rare like you said right they confuse it with my disease, multiple sclerosis all the time. I know. And let me tell you, it is honestly a miracle that I haven't been misdiagnosed. That's a I, I was I was doing an interview with someone else too, and they were like, I haven't even heard of someone gotten the correct MO diagnosis. Like, yeah, I, I know I everybody I've talked to that's had diagnosed when I got diagnosed with since I found out what NMO was they have been incorrectly diagnosed with something else or not even close to NMO or close to MS. So it is amazing. And shout out to them for getting it right. Even though it took them a little time, but for getting it right the first time. So what advice right. again, would you give to somebody? Yeah, it's to definitely find community, like find people that have it, read stories, get on the Facebook groups, like get into the community. So you're not feeling so like alone or like that this is something that only you have to deal with because it's not and that's not true and to just get like educational materials together like when I was first diagnosed like my sister made like a little infographic for me so I could pass along to people like you know don't be afraid to ask for help too like with what you need yeah that's awesome how does Sala make it day to day what keeps you going how do you Ooh. thrive I mean I stay here at one sick we don't cry we thrive but what I mean we don't cry we are thriving through it those tears are tears yeah. of us thriving through it so it's to me yeah I do say we don't cry and of course we cry we thrive but right. I figure my crying my crying momentum is what's keeping me thriving because you can't right. hold things in mm-hmm yeah, definitely that. And like, yeah, I was on six. I'm a big crybaby. So I'm like, I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> like, helps. And like, just being honest, like just being honest about how like, dang, it sucks. Like, <laughs> you have to yeah. be sick forever. Like, you sick are forever? Okay. okay. Yeah. Like, uh, I have to deal with this now. So definitely like through humor and like, just through being honest with it. And like, like no matter how I'm feeling, like even when I was super suicidal, like everyone around me knew, like don't make it a secret, don't make anything a secret because like that's how you get help. Like that's how you get through things is to just be honest. So like, that's that's how I do it. I just be honest, if I'm having a bad day, you're gonna know, if I'm having a good day, you're gonna know, so. <laughs> I love the, the honesty part. Uh, 
of getting to know, and like you said, being honest, and I love that for mental health, you said that a lot of people, you are rare, baby. You don't only have a rare disease, but you are rare. When I mean rare, I mean as far as your beauty, creativity. Um, and for you to be able to voice to the people around you, that's a level of comfortability that you had, that you were suicidal. That takes a really courageous heart. So I salute you on that. Um, do you have anything else you would like to say to my listeners? I normally, I feel like our vibe has been good. We've been talking, yeah. but I, I keep on trying to think if I left out something that would be important to them. Would you, outside of, I'm going to ask you where um, you're, where they can find you at, but if you have any other words of encouragement or anything uh, to say to the listeners or about yourself, because you are a wonderful, beautiful individual. <laughs> You are so, so sweet. <laughs> but one thing that I have to say for everybody is to create something, make something, even if it's just a little doodle. Like, I think that we've really, like, as a collective, like, lost the the joy and, like, the, I don't know, the necessity of just making something with your own hands or creating something with your own mind. Like, so much is retweets, so much is copy, so much is I think that and you think this and no, let's just do something creative. Let's just do something completely new. Like just make something. It'll make your heart happy. <laughs> I agree with you. This is my favorite. First, wait, Salad. Tell my viewers, my kings and queens, where they can find you at with your creative self. Yes. I'm telling y'all, y'all gotta go look at this artwork. Yes, you can find me on Instagram on Oyasalaola. That's O-Y-A-S-A-L-A-O-L-A on Instagram. And I have all my creative makeup looks on there and you guys can talk to me, whatever you want. Yes. Okay. This is my favorite part of my podcast. This is one of the things I love. Um, and it's to certify <laughs> you, uh, Sala, you are a beautiful queen. Uh, you are very, you are the definition. You are creative. You're very honest. You spoke of honesty and told my kings and queens about mental health, which I think is an important topic. Uh, you building connections is connections with loved ones is important to you, but you building connections and supporting others and being willing to share your story unfiltered, unadulterated, just viably you. Sala, you are a strong individual that has faced unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life has threw at you without warning, but baby, you don't carry the spirit of brokenness. So I certify one sick B have certified you, Sala, one sick B. Thank you for being a part of, yes, thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for being a part of, uh, I said this three times. Thank you for being a part of this journey and uh, for being, allowing me to interview you. I appreciate you. Kings and Queens, please check her out at also Sala on Instagram. And of course you can find us one sick B podcast on one sick B.com or one sick B underscore podcast on Instagram or one sick B on Facebook. And I would like to thank your Kings and Queens for being a part and listening to our episode today. You're the one that's needed help. You used to offer service. Oh, yeah. You're not alone, not by yourself. Yeah. I don't forget that. You're 
always fighting, always fighting for the get back And you always trying, always grinding and I'm with that You're such a fighter and your strength is where your gift's at You know every day's a fight, but every day you getting up and perform When you think there's nothing left, you gotta know you got more Let's not forget that God sent the strongest soldiers to war Like, God sent the strongest soldiers to war You know every day's a fight, but every day you getting up to perform And when you think there's nothing left, you gotta know you got more Let's not forget that God sent the strongest soldiers to war Yeah, God sent the strongest soldiers to war